grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Keeping Up With The Windsors. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we are doing wedding special. Yay! I'm so excited about this because not only do I love a wedding, most importantly, I love a royal wedding. So Catherine and William's wedding for me was spot on. And can you believe they're celebrating 10 years Well, I can believe it because I got married the same year as them. So I feel like a nice synergy between the two couples. (laughs) So it's my 10th wedding anniversary this year. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it does feel like it was yesterday, though, doesn't it? Yeah, I just um, it was just such a whirlwind, wasn't it? There was such like this massive build up um, to the wedding and it was just such a wonderful day. I just feel like the country was just in high spirits after that day. And I also think. The reason why is because life was quite dreary at the time. We had the credit crunch. There was the big, massive bank collapse at the time. And to have a royal wedding just lifted everybody's spirits. It was something to look forward to, something that was a bit of good news for once. That's how it felt at the time anyway. Yeah, and I remember when um, William and Catherine did their engagement, um, it was like the photo call, wasn't it? And she was in that stunning blue Easter dress and she looked amazing. And that was the first time that we had really seen her. We'd only seen her in paparazzi shots before. Um, And then obviously they did the um, engagement interview. And I remember people was like, she sounds posher than William. (laughs) What's going on? (laughs) I was very surprised at her accent actually I was thinking has she had elocution lessons because that is a very very posh English accent yeah and the thing was I loved the way they were making it to be um oh this is the first time that a member of the royal family especially an heir to the throne is marrying a commoner like no it wasn't commoner (laughs) the girl the girl went to private school like (laughs) her mum and dad had to pay for her to go to school she didn't like me and you yeah. <laughs> you know and they're multi-millionaires her parents they're from humble roots um <laughs> her father was like some kind of manager in BA or something flying and I'm like yeah nah nah she was no. she was upper middle class that moved into the upper classes there was nothing yeah. working class about that girl at all no so when you hear that it just and then when I heard her voice as well, I was like, wow. Because again, we'd never heard her speak before. Um, so it was um, interesting. And it's great watching that interview back now because you can see the progression in her, the confidence that she's grown so much over the years. Because you, when you watch the interview, she appears quite timid. But obviously, she wasn't used to that environment, was she? So um It's been nice to see her evolution over time. Oh, I I agree. And what I also loved was seeing William's different approach to supporting her. There, he was like putting his arms, you know, metaphorical arm around like, I'm supporting her through this because she's never done this before. And this is like her first soiree out into the public. Um, 
And that's what was lovely as well, seeing that protectiveness over Catherine. Yeah. Can you remember like the build up to the day itself? Because I I was just Do I remember it? I know. It was such a it was a magical time. (laughs) It really was a magical time. So I was working in retail at the time and everybody was talking about this wedding, like especially in the week running up to it. Um, we were selling things like cake stands. Um, we were selling all sorts of things to do with the wedding. And it just felt like the whole country was coming together for this one moment in time. I remember <laughs> I used to work Saturday and Sunday um, in TJ Fridays in Leicester Square one of the busiest TJ Fridays in the world. And you could just imagine on that weekend how busy it would have been. And I bought tooth and nail to get that Saturday off work. (laughs) And it was the hardest day I have ever had to get off in in my career uh, working for the company. And luckily I did. Somebody swapped a shift with me. It was so hard to get that day off. But when I did, I'm not kidding. I got up about seven o'clock in the morning. I had a table arranged with all my uh, afternoon tea. I decided to have afternoon tea. I was eating afternoon tea about 10 o'clock in the morning. I had it for breakfast. Was, was you by yourself watching it? Yes. Right, okay. <laughs> <Because he'll laughs> <have to> work. <laughs> Phil, for my husband, Phil, he was the bartender at TJ Fridays and he had to work. So he couldn't get the day off, but I got the day off. <laughs> so he was in work. He said it was so busy. It was yeah. just wedding crazy. Plus... I'd got married on the 12th of March. They got married on the 29th of April. What was lovely, when I was looking at wedding cakes, they were then, oh, this is the wedding cake that that Catherine and William. And I was like, oh, let's see what they've chosen. So it felt like a real great synergy between what I was experiencing versus what they were experiencing. And so for me, I felt so connected to that wedding on a personal level because I had gone through my own wedding and obviously it's not a royal wedding and it's not on the scale of what they had but I was like oh I know how that feels and I knew how I felt when that happened to me and and what I loved was just thinking to myself I knew know how nervous I was the day before my wedding just to make sure like everything was going right and stuff I I can't even imagine being her no like it's it's I can't even fathom it because it's on such a level and then when it happened I, I did you cry Rach oh yeah multiple times during <laughs> I cried the day. my eyes out I mean there's you know listeners to the podcast you'll know that I'm a crier <laughs> you know but um I really I cried I cried with happiness yeah and it was just such a crappy year um with um, globally with the crisis and stuff and then I thought then I had my wedding to look forward to and then I found out a few I think that didn't they do their engagement in November yeah so on um 16th of November that's when Clarence House announced that they were going to be married um yeah because I got engaged in September and then they got engaged in November and I was going through the journey with her so yeah. I felt really connected to Catherine at that time and we didn't know each other at this point, did we, Rach, 10 years ago? We met each other about eight years ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So we wouldn't have spent the day together watching the, yeah, the wedding. exactly. How did you watch the wedding? So I spent the day, again, booked a day off of work, working in retail, obviously, you know, it's like happened to work weekend. So I'd made sure I know. that I booked that day off. Um, and we had, um, where I used to live at the time, in my mum and dad's house, we had a conservatory. And... 
my nan actually came around at eight o'clock in the morning (laughs) (laughs) considering that this wedding didn't start until like what was it 11 o'clock or um so yeah so she she came around really early and I remember just sitting in the conservatory and we was eating bacon sandwiches (laughs) (laughs) and um it was just such like such a experience to watch the whole build-up again we love watching things from you know the build-up don't we like the interviews and I think the main thing was like what's she gonna wear because at that point it it wasn't until she actually stepped out of the Goring Hotel into the car yeah that they announced who the designer was Mm. and so and at that point still we still hadn't seen the dress in full yeah um so the moment I started to cry and again you can jump in like you were like oh yeah I cried at that too (laughs) I cried at everything so you know just it's a given so growing up in the UK and you might find this anywhere else in the world as well but especially in the UK we've said it before but William and Harry we know we feel like we know them obviously we don't know them but we feel like we do because we've kind of all grown up together we're all around the same sort of ages aren't we yeah me you William and Harry um so we've grown up with them and it was the anticipation of seeing William for the first time and I remember him and Harry going to the car and going from Clarence house to Westminster Abbey and I got I really got choked up seeing William for the first time because I was like wow like this is our future king but also someone that I've grown up with and we've been waiting for this day for so long and it's finally happening and it was just like wow and I just remember all of the crowds them you know waving at the crowds going to the abbey and for them it must have been so nerve-wracking and I think it's estimated about two billion people watch that can you just imagine two billion people what's that like a 25 percent of the population of the world I just couldn't imagine I know I just couldn't I mean they're used to crowds wherever they go especially on public engagements but I think this was like on a whole nother level and I think because obviously the last big wedding that anyone can really remember is Charles and Diana and so this was their son Mm. the heir to the throne that was getting married and it was like wow this is a moment does it make you think about whether we're going to see like am I going to be alive to see George get married like oh yeah of course you (laughs) you never know what's going to happen (laughs) yeah I mean that will be insane won't it yeah when George gets married but yeah I just remember this such a level of excitement and people would people had started camping for days before that wedding to get a good spot yeah and people were like they were the reason you know this is because they were getting interviewed on the on the telly constantly yeah. <laughs> I don't know like if I went to a wedding or I, where where would be the best spot to go like I had no idea I think they were camping outside Westminster Abbey what wasn't they to get the first view of the dress yeah so um so it was just like an incredible like excitement all around and then obviously they got to Westminster Abbey and again all those how many people were in that congregation? About a thousand people. Oh. And he probably didn't even know half of those people, yeah. William. I think the actual figure is 1,900 people that went to wow. their wedding, um, which is obviously cr- crazy amount of people that go there, but they were like diplomats and foreign um, 
dignitaries yeah that's the word I'm looking for dignitaries and also members of the royal family in Europe and yeah and from all over the world really people people of importance were in, invited to represent their country to come and see the king get you know the future king uh, yeah. get married it's a, it was a big deal wasn't it and I don't think yeah at that time I realized what a big deal it was because it just looked like you said it was just William getting married yeah now can you imagine the first time we saw Catherine coming out of the Goring Hotel getting into the car with her dad what she must have been feeling that whole day mm. I just I just can't my anxiety would have been through the roof if that was me <laughs> I would have had to have some kind of tablet to calm me down, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> My heart was pounding just before I walked down the aisle. <laughs> um, yeah, could you just imagine? And not just that, but it's the aisle of all aisles. It takes like four minutes to get from one side to the other. Yeah. So you can't rush. No. <laughs> Regardless. I think when you picture a royal wedding, you're picturing the horse and the carriage and the mm-hmm. pomp and the, you know, that type of thing. And then she got into the car and I was like, um... Okay, so <laughs> it's not a horse and carriage. Um, it's not a Cinderella situation. But there was a lot of downplaying of their wealth during the wedding because of the financial situation everyone was in at the time. So they didn't want to bring as much mm-hmm. attention to wastefulness, shall we say. And that's the reason a lot of the royal family arrived in coaches. Can you remember this? Do you see those coaches arriving? So I yeah. love that. I loved it yeah. because I'm like, yes, a little bit of cost cutting. We <laughs> like it. Everyone loves a bargain with a wedding. Everyone. So I think uh, the next moment, obviously, the anticipation of what everyone was waiting for was what was Catherine's wedding dress going to look like? And we saw a glimpse of the veil as she came out of the hotel, but it wasn't until obviously she stepped out of the car that we saw her dress. And it was announced that she was wearing Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. And I just remember she just looked beautiful, absolutely beautiful. First of all, the one thing I noticed when she was in the car with her dad was just the smile on her face and her regal wave. And you could tell she probably might have even practiced the regal wave. But (laughs) there was just this moment of her stepping into that role. And we saw her in a different light. So that's the first thing we saw. We saw the beautiful veil. We saw the beautiful tiara. Wow. The Cartier halo tiara, which was lent to her by Her Majesty the Queen. Can you just imagine that, having that in your wardrobe? I wouldn't take oh. it off. I wouldn't <laughs> take it off. I'd be wearing it with my PJs. I'd be wearing it like, I'm not kidding, my loungewear, the tiara will be <laughs> on. Um, but my first thought was just absolutely breathtakingly beautiful. And I don't know what I was picturing. I knew it would be long-sleeved. I knew it would be covering the shoulders. I didn't want it to be frumpy or boring. And I'm telling you what, when she got out of that car, Mm. I think it's one of the best wedding dresses I have ever seen in my entire life. It was absolutely beautiful. Absolute knockout. So I've got three words to describe this dress. Go on, what? Elegant. Yeah. Classic. Mm -hmm. Timeless. You could wear that dress in 50 years, 100 years time, and it would still be in fashion. I thought you were going to say you could wear that dress in Tesco. (laughs) (laughs) 
uh, maybe not. <laughs> you could wear that any t- like it in a, in a way. If you put that in like a Shakespearean play, it would work. If you put it into the modern day, it would still work. You're completely right. It's absolutely timeless. I'm not sure how she would fare if she was in a sci-fi futuristic movie. <laughs> maybe that might not not look, you know. But you never know. You never know. It was just perfect, absolutely perfect. And I still, and it's it's interesting now because we've got hindsight to look back on. We've got Megan's dress, we've got Beatrice's dress, we've got Eugenie's dress. All beautiful, all very different, mm-hmm. but all very royal. Yeah. I oh, I hate to say Kate's is my favorite because I absolutely loved Eugenie's dress. You love Beatrice's more, right? I loved Beatrice's dress. Absolutely loved that. I thought I thought Beatrice looked stunning on her wedding day. Yeah, Eugenie for me. I loved the green with the hair. I loved the tiara. I loved um, just the cut. Like it was it it was it was me in a royal dress, if that makes sense. But then you mm-hmm. look at Catherine and Catherine's dress. It's like in its a league of its own. And then you've got mm-hmm. the other three dresses together, which are all beautiful, yeah. all regal, all elegant. But hers is timeless. So I'm going to give you some details about the dress now. I love details. You love a detail. so I love a detail. <laughs> so it's made of ivory satin with an overlay of a long sleeved V-neck lace bodice with a nine foot train. Nine foot train. Yeah. And there were floral motifs that included roses, thistles, daffodils and shamrocks to represent England, Scotland, Wales yeah. and Northern Ireland. I was just thinking, because it was so big, the wedding I mean, you couldn't you couldn't put her in a really like form fitted trumpet dress or a, a mermaid dress. It just wouldn't work no. in that situation. The train needs to be big, not as big as Princess Diana's. That was like so big, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I have to say, I- I'm gonna say this right now. Princess Diana's dress, number one, was not timeless, and number two, I didn't like it at all. So there we are. And number three, it was crumpled. Cr- crumpled. Wasn't it looked it? like I'd cr- <laughs> crumpled a p- piece of paper and thrown it in the bin. It was so bad. What was the material of the dress? I think it was taffeta, and that's probably why. Because taffeta really creases. And surely the designers at the time. Surely they would have tested that. <laughs> Obviously not, though. You see all these fashion people on YouTube going, right, when you go to buy some clothes, give it a little crumple, let it go. If it yeah. creases, don't buy it. Because <laughs> you're going to yeah. look like that when you get off a train or something or you go somewhere. I, they didn't do the crumple test. No. They just didn't do it. Um, I want to talk about as well her bouquet um, because it had significance in there and it was um, it included myrtle, lily of the valley, Sweet William and Hyacinth. Something makes me want to go, but (laughs) (laughs) Um, out of, there's two things I didn't like about the wedding. The one thing I'll talk about later, but the, the, the first thing I'll talk about right now, and it's a bouquet. I didn't like it. Mm. I think it suited her, um, like the way it was draped, the way that she was holding it, like it suited the dress, but I personally didn't like it. I'm not a massive fan of like really delicate flowers. Yeah. And I don't like when they hold on to, she was holding on to like, for all intents and purposes, a stick, wasn't she? And this, it was holding on up the flowers as such. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought altogether the look looked, it looked really good and looked really regal. But I do agree with that. The flowers weren't my favorite. 
Um, Now let's talk about what William was wearing. Okay, let's talk about William. So he was wearing the Irish Guards Mounted Officer's Uniform as he was appointed Colonel of the Irish Guards on his wedding day. And he was also wearing Knight of the Order of the Garter. And he wore also the Order Star and Blue Ribboned with his RAF wings and Golden Jubilee Medal. What did you think about what he was wearing? So I liked what he was wearing, but since he's wedding, I've seen him in other military uniforms at, say, for instance, Harry's wedding. And I've preferred that look over to what he wore on his wedding day. Now, um, I'm going to go off a bit off kilter here and say one thing I absolutely hated about the wedding day was what Harry was wearing. Because I knew you were going to bring oh Harry my up God. here. Harry's jacket did not fit him whatsoever. It was way too big in the shoulders. Yeah. I was just like, who tailored this? Like, did it actually have any mm. tailoring whatsoever? Because it looked way too big for him. Yeah. Do you know, like when you see <laughs> like someone who's really, really like bulky, like they've, yeah. they've beefed up at the gym, but they've got a tiny head. <laughs> it yeah. <doesn't> like that. <laughs> well, no, um, he did. Yeah. I actually, until you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about the, um, like preparing for the episode (laughs) I did never notice it and then when I did some research I was like oh my goodness Rachel's so right yeah it's (laughs) to one of these things it's one of my lasting memories of that day every time I've seen Harry at another wedding or in like a military uniform it's it's fitted him but on that day for some reason it just looked just Mm. yeah I just didn't like it to be honest supposedly the queen actually said to William to to wear the Irish Guards uniform and I loved it I thought it looked fantastic I loved that pop of red and also it reminded me of Cinderella and the prince it was regal but it was also like a fairy tale and I just I loved it I thought it was brilliant if we're talking about royal fashion we can't not talk about Pippa Middleton as a bridesmaid because I feel like after here we Catherine, go with Pippa. Here we go. I feel like here after Catherine, go. everyone was talking about Pippa Middleton's bum. Like that's all anyone like. The rest of the week was talking about. I was like, you've just watched a royal wedding with the most amazing wedding dress, the most amazing pomp and ceremony, and all you're talking about is some woman's bum. Like, get over yourselves. <laughs> that's what I thought first of all. <laughs> And actually, do you earlier I said I've got two things I didn't like for the wedding. I've actually got three oh, things. No. <laughs> I just remembered. <laughs> so I'll tell you the, the second thing now. Are you ready for this? Go this on. is going to be a controversial one. I hated Pippa Middleton's dress. Really? I hated it. I hate cowl neck. I hated that slim fit. It looked amazing on her. Don't get me wrong. And I think she looked amazing. I personally did not like that dress at all. I don't know whether this is like a thing, but it's not normal to put a bridesmaid in the same color as the bride. Mm. Yeah, I think to be honest, like again, she she looked beautiful, but I thought she looked a bit too sexy. I don't know if you agree with that or if anybody else agrees, but yeah, I just felt it was a bit, I don't know. This is your sister getting married. Not that she's ever gonna upstage Catherine Middleton. But it was just kind of like, and the thing is as well, like she had to bend down quite a lot, didn't she? Yeah, it wasn't a very practical dress. Let's put it that way. So when she was, um, you know, trying to sort out Kate's train as she was like going, walking down the aisle, 
it was just kind of like oh well you better not like sit down too quickly otherwise that dress is going to rip up the bag you know what did you think of the um little bridesmaids what they were wearing I don't particularly pay too much attention to the bridesmaids I don't particularly care like they're just <laughs> I, I know that sounds really thing but I'm just like oh they're just kids they're yeah. just and I, I just the only thing I look at is are they behaving themselves are they doing any faux pas because that makes me laugh that makes me laugh so much so I, I never really look at what they, they're wearing or how I just look at how they're behaving and like are they setting yeah. a, a royal example as royal children <laughs> not that they're all royal but you know what I mean yeah what did you think about the the bridesmaids and they had a page boy though didn't they or did they not they're two page boys yeah um I just yeah I thought they looked cute I didn't think it was like amazing I just thought, oh, they're they're cute. I didn't really think anything of what they was wearing, to be fair. Mm. Um, But yeah. It was a very white colour scheme with these just little tiny accents of green. And one of my most favourite choices that they made was to put the trees in Westminster Abbey. And when you look back Mm. at the pictures... It doesn't really, but when when you see the footage on TV, you, you didn't even think about it. But then when you look at Westminster Abbey normally versus with the trees in, oh, it just brought so much vibrancy and like atmosphere and such beauty and nature. I just, I love that part of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the next part was her walking down the aisle and you briefly touched on it takes about four minutes to walk down. And again, that just must have been so nerve wracking, knowing all eyes were on her. And then when she got to, as she was walking up to the altar, I just remember Harry turning around and then saying to William, wait till you see her. And I was yeah. like, oh, and, and, and William did not turn around, did he? He didn't no. actually see her until she got to the altar. The amount of lip interpreters that were <laughs> trying to understand what they were saying when the microphones weren't on them was hilarious. And then the, day, the, the days afterwards, the amount of people who did like voiceovers over what they were saying. And it was just, it, I just love that aspect of like comedy and stuff afterwards. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it was it was interesting because you're like, what are they saying? And then you have these mm. people on the news. He said, da, 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 yeah. <laughs> we spoke about before how much I love a um a choir. Oh yeah, I love choral music. They had two choirs and an orchestra. Mm. Yeah, who has an orchestra at the wedding? Oh, future king and queen. That's who. <laughs> Ofs. I was just imagining it was going to be like some kind of love actually thing. All you need is love. <laughs> Um, okay, the one again. I know I probably said this before, but l- we both love choral music. But choral music does go on forever. It's got like eight mm. verses, and it's one thing I would love to have done differently about the wedding. Is actually just made it shorter. Yeah, the, you know the hymns went on for ages. It's just not my thing, but that's just a personal preference for me personally. When choral music's played, especially in a church where the acoustics are absolutely fantastic. Again, set, when certain hymns are sung or pieces of music are played, it just really gets me emotionally. Mm. Um, and that was like my takeaway from the pieces that were played. Um, I, I could just listen to choral music all the time, to be honest. It just um, gets me in the feels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love it until it hits about three minutes. And I'm like, oh, can we just move it along now? <laughs> can we move it along, please? All right. I think we need to do the MVP awards. Mm-hmm. And the MVP award definitely goes to Catherine's dad. <laughs> Mike Middleton. Now, come on. Mike Middleton. He 
must have been quaking in his boots the whole time. Like even when it, it was um, like the engagement started, like, oh my goodness me, I'm gonna have to walk a future <laughs> queen down the aisle. You know, obviously what a privilege, but any any father thinks that's a privilege anyway. But the fact that he's got a four minute aisle walk to do and a giving over of his daughter at the aisle, you know, he is part of the ceremony. Mm. You can't get away from that. Um, and I think he did it with such grace and dignity. And he was exemplary on the day. Well done. Well done to him. Well done, Mike. Round of applause. Well mm. done, mate. <laughs> I hope you had a good pint in the in the pub. And we know that their pub landlord was there, yeah. Catherine and Williams, because he was in that um, crappy documentary <laughs> we watched last week. Do you know what we haven't spoken about in royal fashion? No, please don't, because that's my third thing. Princess Eugenie and Princess yes! just has. <laughs> Oh my gosh, they, those two ladies are never going to live that moment down, are they? <laughs> I'm sorry. Number one, Philip Tracy was rubbing his hands together when he knew there was a royal wedding. He was like, bring it on. This is me. I'm set up <laughs> for 10 years now with all the hats I'm going to sell. Then he sees Princess Eugenie and Beatrice walk through and thinks, I got, I got the perfect hat for you two. <laughs> Can you believe it? This is my third thing I didn't like about the wedding, by the way, was their hats. And... I yeah. mean, I'm sorry, you do not upstage the bride in a good way, but you also do not upstage the bride in a bad way. <laughs> oh my God, what were they thinking? I just remember afterwards, everyone was comparing them to the evil stepsisters from Cinderella. <laughs> and they even changed the colour of their dresses to match. Was it, um, who were the two sisters? Um, Arabella and... Drusella. Really. Drusella, something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had Catherine as Cinderella. I mean, that's just... <laughs> Some of the comedy that came out of that wedding lasts oh. a lifetime, but I know it's evil. I know that's not very nice. I think over the last few years, they've redeemed themselves, haven't they, in the fashion stakes? Honestly, they must have got a stylist at that point because they thought we cannot have any more bad press. Um, yeah. And then they knocked it out of the park with both their own weddings. So, yes, we will give them kudos and we will actually say they've got it going on now. But then, I'm sorry, that's the third thing I didn't like about the wedding. One was a bouquet. Number two was um, Pippa Middleton's dress. And number three was Eugenie and, and Beatrice's hats. What were they, Rach, what were they thinking? I um, honestly, I don't know. In preparation for this, uh, for, for today's episode, I actually went on to Philip Tracy's website to have a look at the, the hats. And there are some absolutely amazing, beautiful, understated, brilliant hats why did they choose those? Like, he's got such such an amazing taste as a Milner. So why? Sack the stylist, whoever that person was that said wear those hats. They should have got sacked immediately after. And what was very um, interesting was seeing all the the guests arriving and what their hats were as well. And um, Victoria Beckham had that smug look mm. on her face, like, I'm at a royal wedding, you're not. Ha <laughs> ha. And I thought... But I don't like your hat either, love, so <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Wasn't that Philip Tracy as well, that hat? It was Philip but, Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> We're going from the worst dressed to the best dressed. And actually, my vote for the best dressed, let's push the bride aside because obviously she's knockout. But my favourite best dress, and actually, I'm going back, push the queen to the side as well because she was amazing too. But everybody else, my favourite was Carol Middleton. I think what she wore was just incredible I loved it and as I mentioned before um with myself getting married I know how hard my mum 
found it to find um, like a fitting outfit for the wedding. And she just got it spot on for me. Mm. I really, really thought what she wore was very classy. And um, I, I loved it. Yeah, and um, you mentioned the Queen. The Queen was in bright yellow, wasn't she? That was very... Um, she looked glorious. That was very Easter of her. <laughs> it was, wasn't it? Springtime. <laughs> very spring. Um, I thought she looked wonderful. Yeah. And there was such a lovely picture of her smiling outside um, when she got greeted by the Archbishop. I just loved it. It was, you know, she had just a beam on her face. Had her handbag. Oh. She got to take it everywhere into a wedding. Yeah, she loves that handbag. She goes with her everywhere. Loves it. <laughs> She looked like a ray of sunshine, didn't she? Yeah. She was shining. <laughs> she was shining. <laughs> <laughs> then we had the actual vows. I thought um, this was when, again, I noticed Catherine seemed quite nervous mm. because obviously it's the first time that she's spoken um, publicly apart from the engagement interview. Yeah, I think she did really well. She took out I Will Obey in the in the vows as well so that was very different very modern very modern but I think actually it's it says something for the times and um Mm. and yeah I I really like the fact that she did that although the makeup kind of held together you could tell there was probably a bit of sweat and (laughs) going on (laughs) there's a bit of nerves um I think they did under the extraordinary circumstances they did themselves proud I don't know if you remember Rach but when I was watching it I'm not kidding. I was transfixed on them exchanging rings because that's always a nervous part. And I think William had a little bit of a problem with getting Catherine's ring on her finger. And it was like, oh my God, does it fit? Does it fit? Does it not fit? (laughs) (laughs) So I think after the vows, that was obviously another nervous part of it. So then they went and signed the registry, which obviously we didn't get to see. Um, There was quite a few of them went, wasn't there? There was Pippa... Um, Harry didn't was was Mike and Carol one of them and Charles and Camilla I can't remember I think yeah I think so yeah yeah. and then they came out and obviously that's when they turned to the queen and they did the bow and they did the curtsy and I was like yes come on girl (laughs) (laughs) yeah so then obviously they took their long walk back up up the Westminster Abbey up the aisle and they were finally man and wife (laughs) oh After all that time, um, and then obviously this is when I loved this part when they get into the carriage and then they start going through the crowds Mm. um, because obviously the crowds have queued up for days, weeks, months (laughs) ahead of this wedding. And there's a royal carriage. We finally get the royal carriage. And we saw their carriage when we went to the Buckingham Palace um, Muse. In the Royal Muse, they've got all the horse carriages, the private what are they called the estate cars mm-hmm. um and also the coronation carriage so we've seen all that and that was quite interesting to see after the wedding their actual carriage and out of all the carriages it was quite unassuming wasn't it yeah it's quite understated compared to I think the most famous one is the coronation carriage where it's the gilded gold gilded yeah and um, that's probably the one you most associate with the royals um but yeah, just the crowds were just so jubilant, weren't they? They were. 
obviously us watching it from home, you could feel the energy just coming out from the TV screen. Mm. So it was so magical. And do you know what the one bit I loved? I loved it, loved it, loved it. The amount of times when they go past like a military statue of um, a leader or they go past the memorial and they just have to bow their head or do a salute. And I was like, yes, even on your wedding day, you know, the respect is there. And I just, yeah, it just made me feel so like, proud to be part of the royal community I just loved it I think as well the one thing you take away from this day and everyone when I've asked on Instagram favorite moments which we're going to read out in a bit but um the majority of them was when they're on the balcony and when the doors first opened and Catherine saw that crowd for the first time you can literally see her go oh wow wow yeah yeah, that must have been such a moment for her and her family because they was all on the balcony for that moment. And then I think the crowd started chanting kiss, kiss or kiss the bride or something. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously he kind of like, again, with the lip reading, should we kiss? And it's like, OK. And then they kiss and everyone's like, yay, they kissed. <laughs> and then they had the RAF flyover, didn't they? I love that. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm always a fan of a flyover. Bring it on. How how meticulous it has to be for them to get on oh. that balcony and then do the flyover. Yeah. And then obviously we didn't get one kiss. We got two kisses. Two. Yeah. First time in royal history. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Again, that was just a moment, wasn't it? It was um, one of those things that like you couldn't help but smile watching them. It was such a wonderful moment. Yeah. And I don't know how that must feel to have all that energy just come in towards oh. you on your day. It must feel like what a um, like a musician feels when they're doing a concert. I think they said there was about half a million people in in which is in the mall in the mall, which is like one of the biggest rock concerts you've ever heard of in your life. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. So then they had um, their 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 pictures. They went on the balcony and then they had the wedding breakfast um, at Buckingham Palace. So. I was gutted because as a person, as a viewer, you then just get cut off. Like, oh, they're off doing their thing. I'm like, no, no, I want to be in there. I want like a fly on the wall documentary, a YouTuber in there doing some like footage or something. But no, then we had to wait, I think, till about four or five o'clock when the Aston Martin came out. And then it was like, yay, back again. They're there, wee. Um, And then you just get little dribs and drabs then because you're not part of their day anymore. And yeah. I just felt like, oh, I, know. <laughs> I so want to be Ellie Golden singing at their <laughs> wedding. <laughs> I was going to say that Ellie Golden sang at the wedding, didn't she? Yeah, she had a set in the evening, um, but she's friends with uh, Catherine and William. So um... the next moment was, again, classic moment. Prince William driving his dad's Aston Martin from Buckingham Palace back to Clarence House. So the Aston Martin moment, oh my goodness, it was just classic. I loved it. And when I saw it, I was like, nah, they're not. They're not going to do it. <laughs> They've done it. They put the like the cans and the stuff in the yeah. back of the car. I was like, yeah. So good. And they so changed good. the license place to Just Wed. Is that right? Just Wed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was classic. It was so wonderful. I loved it. Oh, it was just brilliant. It was so good. And apparently from what I remember, my my rusty old memory from the commentator on the BBC saying it's Charles's Aston Martin that he got as a birthday present from the Queen, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was his 21st birthday mm. present from the Queen. Yeah. 
So um, what what a fantastic thing. I'm driving in my dad's car with my new girl. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but let's talk about Kate's evening dress. Yeah, so again, this was Sarah Burton for Alexander McQueen. And it was just a strapless dress. Well, we presume it was strapless because she had a white shrug, didn't she, over that? And her hair was um, down at this point, wasn't it? Um, so she looked a lot more relaxed. And then William had changed into black tie along with um, Charles as well. Um, so, yeah, it was just nice again to see them in their different outfits. Um, but like you said, like going to part of the wedding that we're never going to see. Yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> there was just something about it. You just wanted to like be around their energy and to be a, to be a fly on the wall, basically. And if I ever went back in time, if I had a time machine, <laughs> I'd be in there. I'd go back to that night and just dance the night away um, and pretend like I was giving out cocktails or something. <laughs> so they wouldn't know that I'd gate crash the wedding. <laughs> um, but there was something spectacular about Kate's dress. Because it was still wedding, it was still bridal, but there was a, just a flare of fun. I thought her evening dress was absolutely spectacular. And it was on par with a wedding dress. I loved it just as much. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of her evening dress? Yeah, I, I thought she looked lovely. Um, I liked that she had her hair down. I think sometimes when you see brides in their second dress, it's, it is the party dress, isn't it? You want to have that movement in a dress so you can, you know, dance the night away as such. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just felt that she looked more relaxed. Um, obviously, she still looked gorgeous. Um, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed her second dress. Yeah. And also Prince Charles and Camilla looked wonderful as well. We had a lovely shot yeah. of them coming out of Clarence. I think they were in Clarence House at the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Clarence and they, House, yeah. I think it was in the reception room and they just looked wonderful. They all looked like they were just about to celebrate one of the best days of their lives. Exactly. So I put across some questions on Instagram, keeping up with the Windsor's pod. And we had some great responses. So the first question I asked was, what country was you viewing from? And we had a few answers. So British Royals was viewing in the United Kingdom. Um, Best Royals was in Turkey. We had United States, um, Bentley Dock in Canada. Yeah, we also had Nansus in Finland. Liebar in Germany, we had Vibe Rose in Norway and Duchess of Cambridge Kensington in Ireland. Obviously, I viewed mine in London in the UK. And I viewed mine in Milton Keynes in the UK. <laughs> Yay! So what a wonderful selection. And as we said before, there were billions of people watching worldwide. Um, and thank you so much for the Royal Community over on our Instagram page for answering those questions. We've got a few more, Rach. What else did you ask? And I also asked, um, what was your most memorable or favourite memory from the day? Ah, okay. So we got Lou Dugka, um watching the couple drive off in Prince Charles's car, which is what we just mentioned in the Aston Martin. Oh, such a wonderful yeah. moment. Um, Royal Diaries EU says the balcony with the whole family. Uh, Living La Vida Lawyer. I think I've said that correct. I hope I have. Their kiss on the balcony. Oh, what an iconic moment. What an iconic moment. Um, Leah Bay, I guess the atmosphere, all people, all the people were so happy. 
Yeah, definitely. And Duchess of Cambridge Kensington said the Queen's yellow outfit. And I concur 100%. She looked like, a, like I said earlier, a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Um, okay. Roy- royaltydiaries.eu said the vows, or they couldn't decide whether it was the vows or when Catherine came out of the car showing her dress for the first time. So when she stepped out of the Gorin, and it's very um, interesting to note that the Gorin had a massive like uh, tent over the front of it. So you couldn't even see it as she was walking out you just saw her in the car and then the the big reveal was when she stepped out of the car at Westminster Abbey my favorite moment was oh so many actually I'm gonna say my favorite moment was the Aston Martin it was fun it was vibrant it was so them I loved it and my favorite moment was definitely the balcony it's just an iconic moment um and yeah two kisses I mean what more could you ask for (laughs) okay so so let's do our little roundup then to finish off this wedding special and my little roundup is the feeling I felt watching it and how much it just boosted everybody's spirits and what a talking point it was not only in the run-up to the wedding but also after it didn't just stop at the wedding day. It was talked about for months afterwards in such high regard. And that's something that I always remember looking back on it. But, you know, we've got the iconic kiss on the balcony. We've got the flyover, how beautiful the ma- uh, the queen looked on the day, how happy everybody was, and also how gutted I was that I didn't get an invite. What was your roundup uh, overall feelings about the wedding? Yeah, so I think just to echo you, really, I think it was such like a big run up to the day. Then, like you, like you said, that like everybody was still talking about afterwards. Especially, like I remember going into work and everyone. The main thing was, oh, what did you think of her dress? Like everyone was like yeah. talking about the dress, um, and it was just everyone was just so happy, weren't they? And that's like my overall takeaway. Um, Again, just seeing her coming out of the car, seeing her dress for the first time, her walking down the aisle, um, Prince William finally getting married. You know, again, we've said it before, like we feel like we know him and it was kind of like, oh, it's so nice that we're a part of his day, you know, because we've grown up with him. Um, Again, the balcony, iconic. The Aston Martin, iconic. And it's just crazy to think that happened 10 years ago, but I can still remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah, I I feel exactly the same way. And I think something that actually, as you were talking, popped into my head was when we were watching the funeral for the Duke of Edinburgh and we saw the Queen on her own, we were all behind her. The people who were watching the funeral felt for the Queen and, and, you know, in, in kind of like an invisible way we were all behind the queen and I felt the f- very same thing about William on his wedding day that his mum wasn't there to see it but we were all there to support him and to watch him get married and that she would have been really proud of him and I think she would have loved Catherine mm. yeah I agree and I think it's just um crazy how 10 years later you know they've got three children and um, we've just celebrated Prince Louis's third birthday. And it just goes to show you how fast time flies, doesn't it? Just goes by in a blink of an eye. It does. And, and if, if I take anything from this wedding, it's don't wait. Don't wait to do anything because 10 years has gone in a flash. So get, get out there, you know, find the love of your life, 
do the career change, whatever it is. I mean, my, my coaching's coming in here, but you know what I mean. Um, don't wait. Just get out there and live your life the best you can possibly um, have it because time flies when you're having fun. That's what they say. So we hope you've enjoyed this latest episode of Keeping Up with the Windsors. As always, you can follow us on Keeping Up with the Windsors pod over on Instagram. And we would love it if you would leave us a five-star review on our podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. And we will see you next week on Keeping Keeping Up up with the the Windsors. Windsors.